0: Come to this happy place. Welcome. Disneyland is your land. All aboard. We have a mission. Welcome, foolish mortals. Oh, look at all the people. People have got the show rolling. It's gonna be fun. A- yeah. well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 177 of Word on the Main Street Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Lords.
1: And I'm once again, Brian Lords.
0: And uh, we're here via digitalness.
1: Digitalness is great. Again. Uh, Hopefully, the last week we're doing that. Yes.
0: Yes. It's definitely better in person, but it is. I got compliments that the last episode sounded pretty good for being over Zoom.
1: I thought it did. So, I mean, I may be biased, but I thought it sounded great.
0: Let's hope it's two for two. Yeah, <laughs> you're good in. sounding.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Um, but before we get into today's episode, let us go ahead and thank our beautiful, talented sponsor, Get Away Today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Get Away Today is a fantastic travel agency to work with. They do a great job in making sure you have the most magical trip possible. Uh, you might not be able to get to the Disneyland Resort right now, but you can get to Disney World and several other locations. And if you want to do that, make sure you let Get Away Today know. If you're going to book a trip through them, make sure you let them know about our promo code. That's Main Street 10. It's all lowercase, the number one at zero. That's going to get you $10 off any two night or longer Southern California travel package. So visit them at their shop, and I guess not shop, their office <laughs> in South Ogden, Utah. Or you can visit them at www.getawaytoday.com. Or give them a call at 855-GET-AWAY. That's 438-2929. That
0: $10 could get you. It's almost uh, fall, right? So It is almost fall. If Disneyland were to open, you get yourself uh, one of those Halloween treats for that $10. Or some of the Harvest Brittle. That was some really Harvest good. Brittle. If they open and somebody wants to grab us another bag. I wouldn't deny it. <laughs>
1: Me either.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, this week at the Disneyland Resort, not much is happening. Downtown Disney is open a little bit. They keep opening a little more and a little more. But there is rumor that Disneyland's supposed to be opening in September. We'll see. It's just a rumor. That would be awesome. Just a rumor.
1: Um, Last time it wasn't just a rumor for July 17th, and it didn't happen. So yeah, I don't know true. how much faith I have in a rumor.
0: I hear there's talks with Gavin, Gavin Newsom and Disney and universal about uh, reopening the parks as soon as possible. So,
1: and him to step down.
0: That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Be great for Disney fans. Um, Yes. But yeah, not a lot going on except for that. If anybody's going to downtown Disney and wants to grab me some masks, let me know. You can, uh, mix and match over at uh, world of disney you don't have to buy them in Which four guys nice. yeah so that's cool all right uh well since that's it for this week at the disneyland resort we'll head on over to brian's trivia corner i'm not sure if he's sitting in a corner right now uh nope. looks like he's in front of small world. A small world i'm still in front of the castle <laughs> i didn't change much never want to leave it's all the right. castle. so uh but uh foreshadowing but let's head on over to brian's trivia corner whether or not it's in a corner or whatever maybe uh brian's trivia world because you're in front of us right
1: world. yes i like it
0: but uh yeah let's head on over there and listen to some trivia ladies and gentlemen welcome to brian's trivia corner it is literally in a corner
1: all right, ladies and gentlemen, it is once again trivia time. Woohoo! Woohoo! Woohoo indeed. So, last week we were talking about Sleeping Beauty's castle. So, of course, we had a Sleeping Beauty question, and that was who did the primary background illustration for Sleeping Beauty? And believe it or not, I did get some right answers. Ooh. I was very, very impressed. Uh, this was a very tough question. Uh, a lot of people don't know the background illustrators for classic Disney movies but a couple people did and uh, the answer for that was Ivan Earl and a lot of his style is definitely thrown into the Sleeping Beauty walkthrough at Disneyland so you can kind of see that style of work when you go through that attraction. Oh yeah.
0: Hey and we 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 didn't say you couldn't watch the movie to get the answer. You just can't google. True. So maybe some people watched the classic
1: film to get the answer. Maybe that's how they knew. <laughs> if that was if that was it. very good use of your resources. Anyway, let's uh move on from last week's question on to this week's question and that is going to be who sponsored the pavilion for the It's a Small World attraction during the New York World's Fair. Interesting. You it, it's a, <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed. It's an interesting one. It, it's kind of shocking, isn't it? Oh, yeah. uh, I actually thought it was something different, but maybe that was the attraction itself that was sponsored by who I was thinking of. But anyway, if you know the answer or you think you know the answer, please send that to me. That's Brian bryan.wotms at gmail.com.
0: Awesome. And then if you guys want to reach out to us and uh, say hello or drop some kind of line, you can do so via email. Brian just gave his email. My email is sean.wotms at gmail.com. Or you can give us a call at 801-923-2455. Feel free to give us a call to answer these questions or just say hi. And then we're on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. I want to say TikTok second, but it doesn't deserve second place.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: So so I kind of had a little brain fart and uh, struggled there for a second. But uh, feel free to reach out to us on social media and interact with us. I know uh, last week was round one of Sean's Funko Madness. that's right. And everybody voted, so we're gonna do round two this week. So get on Instagram.
1: I'm excited to do participate. another round of voting.
0: I got some new pops, I'm kinda sad that I didn't have them before, but it's all right. I got Maybe you
1: can have uh, a late bracket.
0: I got the Constance Hatchaway pop, the uh the stretching portrait.
1: Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Did you get the Chase? Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, nope, that would have been great. I'm, I'm still waiting for mine, so <laughs> I'll let you guys know when I get mine.
0: And I'm still waiting on uh, the uh, the boxer TNT guy. I can never think of his yeah. name. Um,
1: I can't either.
0: But uh, I haven't gotten him yet, so we'll see. We'll see.
1: I want to say Baron Bomb Burst, but I know that's not right because that's from Chitty Chitty Bang, Bang. <laughs>
0: It's probably pretty close. But I
1: feel- i feel like that's a fitting name oh yeah he's he's standing on a barrel of tnt and he looks like a baron
0: we can call him that for now um where was i oh yeah all right uh yeah so participate on instagram (laughs) and other social media we're gonna have some fun um and then (laughs) if you want to support the show feel free to do so The best way is to just listen to the show every week, and uh, (laughs) I'm brain farting a lot tonight. Listen to the show every week, share it with those that might also enjoy it, and of course, subscribing and leaving us a review. We are on the following platforms.
1: That would be Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn, and Google Play.
0: And then, of course, if you want to donate to the cause, you can donate your hard-earned cash to patreon.com slash word on the main street. And that money goes to help us uh, upgrade the
1: podcast.
0: Who knows? Maybe I should uh, be posting these Zoom, Zoom things on uh, YouTube.
1: Nobody wants to see this.
0: <laughs> but we're, in, we're in Disneyland. We are. On Zoom. That's the beauty of Zoom, right? Uh, but yeah. That's it. So if you want to support us, that's how. If you want to contact us, that's how. Let us go ahead and get into the meat of the episode, the turkey leg, if you will. Uh, And we'll start. Let's start with uh, Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion news. Uh, So this doesn't have anything to do with the ride, except it's based on the ride. (laughs) So I guess it's got quite a bit. Uh, but they are making a new Haunted Mansion movie, which is a yay, but then, (laughs) then we're told who's going to be working on it. So, uh, the, the original idea was Guillermo del Toro, which everyone was excited about. And I was so excited about, um, and obviously it kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. He's gone. He's not doing the movie anymore. We have Katie Dippold writing the, uh, the script for the Haunted Mansion movie. Um, if you don't know who Katie Dippold is, let me tell you. Like
1: me. <laughs> until Sean told me.
0: Yeah. So uh, she wrote, this isn't bad. She wrote for Parks and Rec, which I love.
1: That one's not bad. I Parks do like Parks and Rec
0: that. is great um that I however know. does that translate over to haunted mansion very well i don't think so but uh nope she also wrote the heat starring sandra bullock and uh melissa mccarthy
1: i don't know what that, that one
0: it was okay and then she did the 2016 ghostbusters reboot with mm, the all-female great. ghostbuster cast which uh, didn't really do that great. Um, so she
1: ruined Ghostbusters and now she's going to ruin the Haunted Mansion.
0: <laughs> so hopefully her experience with, with like the scary, funny stuff is good. But uh, I didn't like the Eddie Murphy version because they focused too much on the funny. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the story wasn't that great, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna. Why be do heck. I have
1: this feeling that you're gonna appreciate the Eddie Murphy one more after this <laughs> one comes out?
0: So I watched it two nights ago, I think, with uh, with Ruby, my uh, youngest. And uh, there were some parts I laughed. I forgot it was kind of funny, in parts. But the story just—it wasn't that good.
1: The story is very lacking. And I think um, if my daughter finds out that there's a Haunted Mansion movie, she's going to want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even though it isn't that great.
0: But Beck saw part of it and he wanted to watch the rest. And so he liked the movie. But it, I think it does appeal to kids because <laughs> it's not yeah. scary at all. Uh, yeah. There is the one scene where they're in the uh, the um, mausoleum. Mm. that one could uh, be a little creepy there's some like zombie things in there but for the most part it's not that great but there are some funny lines because Eddie Murphy's a funny guy Uh, but but they could have done better Jennifer Tilly
1: did alright (laughs) she was okay Yeah, she was an okay Leota
0: just like her being in the car at the end buckled in was kind of weird
1: yeah that was definitely weird
0: What I need in a Haunted Mansion movie is scary, or at least creepy. I want that creepy vibe and and some fun, but not all fun. You know what I mean?
1: Well, that's the way that the mansion is. You start out creepy and into funny, but you can't just rely solely on the funny, and that was the problem with the first one.
0: Yes. Um, So hopefully, I cross my fingers, but the fact I knew Del Toro was going to work on it before is going to make it hard for me to accept that. Anything I could have else. got
1: behind Del <laughs> Toro would have been so good, but I guess he's out. So
0: and you just, you've seen Pan's labyrinth, right? I have. I you love know, creepy, like of a feel that can have oh, and yeah. uh, crimson peak. In fact, there was even a haunted mansion tribute in there. Uh, in Crimson peak if anybody has seen it there's a there's a part where uh they're having a girl's having a dream i believe it's a girl no it's tom hiddleston he's having a dream on a sofa maybe it is a girl i don't know but it's this dream and there's this like apparition coming down (laughs) a hallway and it's creepy the wallpaper on the hallway is the foyer wallpaper in the haunted mansion that's cool i was like he did that on purpose because del toro's a big fan
1: so um pan's labyrinth the only problem i had with it it was is that it was in spanish the whole time and i had to read the movie after
0: a while you don't really notice i feel like
1: yeah but but it's still still rough to have to read a movie
0: yeah i agree and watch
1: at the same time
0: unless we can get it dubbed (laughs) you're not gonna have it any other way
1: (laughs) i don't know that i'd want it dubbed either that's the trouble. I think, kind of I think it's. the Spanish
0: adds to the creepiness somehow, but I don't know.
1: His Spanish is creepy? I
0: don't know. Just like <laughs> just that uh, creature in Spanish. And he's like, yeah. I don't know. It's creepy. It's awesome. Yeah. And he would have been great, but it's not happening. So we have. Bummer. We have Dippold. Um This part of the article says, as for Haunted Mansion, Dippold's past work indicates her script could feature a strong woman lead since the 2003 movie took more inspiration from the ride and created a new storyline around Murphy's character. Dippold could also utilize the many characters like the skeletal bride, for example, who already exists in an established character within the ride. I don't know if I'd call it a skeletal bride. Yeah, I don't Uh, think uh, I
1: would call it skeletal either.
0: Um and then they continue to say a common issue with reboots and films that take inspiration from already existing content is finding a twist or something that renews the franchise. By taking the original characters and modernizing them, Dippold could revitalize the Disney Park ride and the Haunted Mansion story. We don't need a revitalization no, of the Haunted it's Mansion.
1: Just fine.
0: You need to base your movie off of the mansion. Let's not do a let's not do a Pirates of the Caribbean thing. Oh, if
1: they do a Pirates, to it. I will be so mad.
0: Let's uh, let's just make a movie <laughs> that does the right justice. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So let's uh, take that as you guys will. Let us know what you think of the choice to use uh, Miss Dippold for the uh, the writing credits on the Haunted Mansion movie. I also saw that uh, the production company tied to Aladdin, the Aladdin reboot is tied to this as well. Um, that wasn't terrible. So we'll see.
1: I still haven't <laughs> seen it all the way through.
0: It's not the animated movie by any means, but I thought it was a pretty good good try <laughs> for live action. So
1: What I've seen is okay.
0: And then a strong female lead, I could see that. I mean, I could see that working. You've got Constance, uh, which is a pretty of strong Constance, character. I think you could. Uh, Leota's a pretty strong character in the mansion. But It could <laughs> be kind of interesting to
1: go off of the whole Black Widow Bride story.
0: Yes, it's true. If you guys haven't heard that story, have you heard it? Like the, the audio of it.
1: Uh-huh. I have. The it's lady been a long that does the,
0: the current bride's voice. Yes, yeah. the Black Widow Bride story, which I think you can get on iTunes, but who knows? <laughs> I just know yeah, I bought it. It could
1: make for an interesting movie, though, if they played off of that.
0: Because that would include Hatbox Ghost and, uh, of course, The Bride. Because that ties in together as well as the guy being hung up in the rafters. So
1: not Master Gracie.
0: No. No. Because Master Gracie isn't the ghost host.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> That's what the, the Eddie Murphy movie went with was Master Gracie. So whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh Haunted Mansion movie. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh feel free to Reach out via email, phone, or uh, social media and let us know what you're thinking of the uh, the news on that movie. Um, next, there was an auction recently. Uh, it was the 65th anniversary auction for Disneyland. Um, and there were some pieces that were sold uh, at Van Eaton Galleries. Um, and they just... Uh, they talk about some of the top-selling pieces. This lists the top five. Um, so I'm going to scroll to the bottom and just uh, just do the top five for now, and then we'll read some other ones in the article. That's good. Uh, do you want to, like, switch off?
1: I'm trying to get to that real
0: quick. <laughs> You're good. Uh, so it, it says, what were the top five selling items at Disneyland Auction? Uh, I'll start while Brian finds it. Uh, but number five is a Disneyland Mickey ear lamppost. It's an original 15-foot-tall lamppost that illuminated Disneyland Park from 2000 to 2010, and it sold for $38,000. It's pretty wild, but it would be really wow. cool to have on your property.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, there they are. Okay, finally found it. Awesome. Hey, this ties All into right. your uh, question. It from last does, <laughs> from last week. So I'm glad we didn't talk about this last week, because that would have given away the answer. Right. So number four was an Ivan Earl Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough concept, which is pretty dang cool if you ask me. Oh, yeah. uh, the original concept artwork for the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough attraction was painted and signed by Disney legend Ivan Earl and sold for $39,000. That
0: is insane. That'd be so That's cool. That'd
1: crazy. That would be. Did you want to read the fun fact? Oh, yeah, the fun fact. Sorry, I didn't even see that. So fun <laughs> fact, by the way, Walt asked the Imagineers to find a creative use for the empty space in the castle, so they came up with the idea for a walkthrough featuring dioramas that tell the story of Sleeping Beauty, which was still in production at the time.
0: Nice, and that you talked
1: about last week. Yes,
0: um, number three, an original Space Mountain attraction vehicle. Um, this sold for $42,500. Um, it says this completely refurbished Disneyland ride vehicle sold for much lower than expected, making it quite a bargain <laughs> for its new owner. So, uh, $42,500. That's crazy. uh
1: is a bargain (laughs) one would think that that would have sold for much much more oh yeah excuse me that's crazy and i want to know if uh stamos bought it john stamos likes to buy a lot of stuff like that (laughs) um number two i would actually love to own because i make the barbecue sauce from this now extinct restaurant all the time and it's delicious um and that number two is Don DeFore's Silver Banjo Entrance Sign. So from 1957 to 1962, Don DeFore's Silver Banjo Barbecue was a popular restaurant in Disneyland's Frontierland, mainly due to its host, famous film and television star, Don DeFore. The banjo-shaped, lighted sign that was displayed in DeFore's home after the Silver Banjo closed sold for $45,000. It's Crazy
0: yeah i wish i had this kind of money
1: (laughs) no kidding (laughs) i guess i that is something i would love to actually own uh just because i really like the barbecue sauce that came from that um maybe i'll have to share the recipe for that with you guys one of these days it actually comes from the eat like walt book so if you have that book it's actually in the back with all the recipes
0: all right uh number one this is one that i would really want in my home <laughs> yeah no, uh, kidding. it is an original haunted mansion stretching portrait um, it says an original hand painted canvas stretching portrait from the haunted mansion in magic kingdom park at walt disney world took the auction's top spot with a winning bid of seventy two thousand five hundred dollars um And the fun fact is the stretching portraits were designed by Imagineer Mark Davis, who first introduced the idea with Walt Disney on the Disneyland television show over four years before the attraction opened at the park. I'd prefer to have a Disneyland one. That's just me. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of a Walt Disney World one. And I don't know. I don't know. They're calling this uh, Constance Hatchaway. I've never thought that she was... The bride. I don't know. Maybe they changed Isn't the bride.
1: The pop is called too. Yeah. Yep. It was very confusing. So,
0: I thought I had a pop in the wrong box, or with the wrong name printed on it. <laughs> it said Constance Hatchway. It,
1: and then I was like, "Yeah."
0: But it kind of makes sense because she's sitting on a grave. Yeah. With an axe with, in the guy's head.
1: Um, yeah, it's kind of fitting. But
0: I don't know. She's
1: old. It's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah, just
0: weird. yeah people You're old. old and you I guess. become a ghost bride. <laughs> a young ghost bride. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, some other pieces worth mentioning. Uh, they had, um, let's see, uh, they had. Um, <laughs> Disney legend Milt Albright's original 1955 cast member badge that said number 10 uh, that sold for $8,500. Um, a gold VIP press ticket sold for $5,000. Um, let's see. They have, uh, Oh, this one's one cool. The, <laughs> uh, Phineas. Yes. Uh, so yes. it's the tombstone for Phineas Pock that was behind the haunted mansion. Um, it's one of only six stones that were in the back of the mansion that sold for seventeen thousand five hundred dollars. is pretty insane. Um, yeah. But, but very uh, cool. Ah, cool. Uh, so they sold a one of the shrunken automobiles from Adventures Through Inner Space. Just a little teeny. It would just be the little teeny one in the microscope, right? Yeah. For seventy <laughs> <Yeah>. five hundred bucks. <laughs> that teeny hey. little thing piece but, of history uh, yeah definitely priceless it's uh, it's no longer there um, well, i guess it's
1: not priceless it's now worth $7,500 yeah
0: <laughs> uh and then it looks like um there was a splash mountain piece that brought in a lot of money <laughs> uh, it was uh an original opening year ride vehicle oh no that's from space mountain <laughs> what's uh, what's the Splash Mountain one? What does it say? We expected a, the one-of-a-kind pitch book. It's a pitch book for Splash Mountain. So this would have been what Tony Baxter used to pitch the ride um, back in the day. Back in the, uh, it was the 80s, I believe. Um, and that that got uh, purchased for 32 50 By that, Jeez. I mean... $3,250. Not um, $32.50. Yeah. So, uh, Main Street Mailbox was sold uh, for $25,000. It's pretty wow. insane. Um, lots of money was spent.
1: <laughs> yes. Here at the lots uh, and lots.
0: the Disneyland auction. And the it seems to happen every auctions
1: year. Always are.
0: Yeah. And I'd always like to bid on a Haunted Mansion costume, but no way. <laughs> no
1: way am yeah. I getting that. Um, yeah, with the amount that these things usually sell for, that's gonna take oh, yeah. quite a bit.
0: I want to get a haunted mansion costume made. I just need somebody with the uh, the know how to sew. Um, and then uh, then I'm gonna wear that baby every Halloween, every comic, comic. Any
1: listeners that have sewing skills, let Sean know.
0: Oh, please, please. Um. Yeah. You just want to head over to the special segment now. Let's do it. All right. So for those just joining this week or that haven't listened for a while, we have been doing a special segment where we go around the Disneyland resort, pick an attraction and give you some little facts about it, and then give our personal thoughts and comments or experiences on the attraction. Um, So this week, if you, uh, if you didn't know by me commenting on Brian's background on Zoom, being in front of uh, small worlds or, or the question Brian had for trivia, uh, we are talking about it's a small world this week. Uh, so we've got a few factoids for you guys, and we'll just alternate one by one and let you guys know about, uh, about it's a small world. So Brian will start us off.
1: All right, sounds good. So the It's a Small World attraction actually opened at the 1964-65 New York World's Fair, and then after that they had moved the attraction to Disneyland to delight guests starting on May 28, 1966.
0: Fantastic. Um the original idea was that the animatronic figures would sing their na, na- Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: A bit of a tongue twister.
0: Let's try this again. The original idea was that the animatronic figures would sing their nation's national anthem. Instead of the sound of many jumbled anthems, Walt tasked the Sherman brothers to create a single anthem, which I love. I know some people yes. hate it, but I love it. So,
1: yeah, hate all you want. It's perfect for the attraction. Yes. Um, and if you, I think we mentioned this when we talked with. Sean Rapier about our top dark rides, um, the documentary The Boys, oh, yeah. which I believe you can find on Disney Plus now. Um, if you haven't seen it before, go watch it because that gives you a great insight on their writing of the song and how it was actually originally supposed to be performed because it wasn't supposed to be as fast and peppy as it is now. It was originally more of a ballad. So. Yep. A plea uh, for definitely, peace. <laughs> yes, definitely go watch The Boys on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah. Um, the pavilion at the World's Fair was bland and boring. Uh, the facade created by Mary Blair and Rolly Crump for the Disneyland attraction was much more fun and whimsical, and I could not agree with that more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, every time I see the fact that it's a small world at Disney World, has this kind of boring facade and then you have to go inside the Mm -hmm. show building to see the fake facade of what they tried to replicate from Disneyland. It just makes me laugh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, pretty sad. Yeah. Instead of walking up to it, like you do at Disneyland and it's all exciting. You got the music playing outside and the, the clock face moving. You just don't get that. You don't get yeah, that's it? not assume. the same. <laughs> um, the gold trim on the facade is a real 22 karat gold leaf. They spared no expense.
1: <laughs> Just like John Hammond, spared no expense. <laughs> Walt, John Hammond, same thing, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, inside the attraction, Cla- Claude Coates laid out. 1,400 feet of canal for guests to float past over 300 singing dolls and about 250 kinetic toys.
0: Uh, That's a lot. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) But that's nothing compared to rise of the resistance. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Um, Disney legend couple Mark and Alice Davis contributed to the attraction with dozens of scenarios to show how happiness is a global emotion and intricate costumes for each doll to represent their native land.
1: Can't go wrong with the Davises. They did great work with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mark, obviously, creating the scenarios for the attraction and and Alice with her costuming abilities. And if I remember right, she did the costuming for pirates as well.
0: I believe so,
1: yes. made sure that the company had made a few different costumes for each animatronic. So that one could be on one could be in cleaning and one could be in storage. If I remember right. Okay. And moving on finally to our last little point. Wait, no, no. Yeah. Last little point. Uh, Since 1997 seasonal decor and music has been added for the, it's a small world holiday overlay, which is probably one of my favorite things.
0: I love it. Uh, It was weird because last time I saw it, I think it was still. When was it? It had to have been like late January that it was still up. Maybe it was after that. It was way past Christmas and they just had it up through, I believe, Chinese New Year.
1: Yeah, (laughs) because they do have the Chinese New Year segment in there. So I think they usually leave that up.
0: It was just weird, but I was glad I got to see it because I don't usually yeah. get to see it that way because that's not the time I go to Disneyland uh, for the most part. And that is
1: how I usually see
0: it yeah uh and it's it's definitely a little more magical, i guess uh, I think so but I love the attraction, however it is uh, it's just uh it's a good attraction. We talked about it on Sean's podcast uh. The Castle Collective, uh, when we did our top ten dark rides. Um, this was on pretty close to the top of our lists, I think.
1: It was number two for me.
0: Um but yeah, the reason I like this, uh for one, actually we talked about this with uh with the old when I was trying to vindicate Walt Disney for not being racist with, with uh yeah. the south and splash mountain. But uh uh I like the ride because of the message it sends that we're all in the same world, we're all one and we should get along, you know, and, and be happy, like uh the little yep. fact said, uh that happiness is an emotion felt all over the world. Um and we can uh be one world, yeah. Yes, but separate countries.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: We can enjoy each other's cultures, you know what I'm
1: saying? Yep, everybody can be happy in their own situation,
0: yes. And then, of course, the final room everyone's together, you know, they're all dressed in one color, it's just pretty awesome. So,
1: they're all singing the same song, yes, yep, in the same language. Not that (laughs) one language the best language, (laughs) there's no one language better than the other, but. I think it further shows the unity. Yes,
0: yeah, and so I just like it. It shows Walt's vision,
1: I guess, for for peace. Yeah, among nations. I think I think one thing I like about that room is especially during the holiday season because during the regular time they're just singing the exact same song they've been singing yeah through the entire attraction. During the holidays, you've got the figures through the first part of the attraction all singing Jingle Bells and then for that final room it switches to Deck the Halls Yeah, and kind of separates that for a little bit. Oh yeah.
0: It's pretty awesome. And then of course it was our grandpa's favorite attraction Mm -hmm. uh, which makes it pretty special. Um, Much better. Any other uh, comments on the attraction or personal experiences that you've had? Um, Yeah.
1: I don't know about any experiences that stand out, but this is an attraction we never, ever, ever miss when yeah. we're in the park. Um, matter of fact, we probably ride it, if not once a day, twice a day. Oh, yeah. uh, Plus it's we, cool we in there. this one a lot. <laughs> then, and that's another thing, is it is a little cooler in there. And I feel like during Christmas time, it's even like the AC's is turned up. Yeah, off I feel like they kick there. it up a notch. <laughs> so just so it's a extra cold during the winter time but uh it's a great attraction like we've been saying great message uh it's very well done um an attraction that definitely stands the test of time and will yes. be here probably after we're all gone
0: that's a long time hopefully <laughs>
1: <laughs> fingers crossed
0: all right um i can't think of any like crazy experiences i know when we all went as a family, I think it was the first ride we did because that's what Beck wanted to do. And so we all just kind of went there first together. Yeah. So I guess what better ride to ride with your whole family than, uh, it's a small world. So I had to, I had to forego my traditional (laughs) haunted mansion as the first attraction tradition, but, Sometimes yeah. uh, I guess you got to sacrifice for the little kids. So Yeah.
1: Our usual first ride <laughs> we go with our little family is usually Pirates.
0: I'd I'd take Pirates too, but yeah, you're wearing the shirt too. It's Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion's the best. It is. But it can scare <laughs> the little ones sometimes. Don't
1: ruin it with a movie.
0: No. No. Um what Ride the ride if you haven't seen the movie. Ride the ride before you see the movie. And then yes. watch the movie and be like, those are references. Yeah. I like the references.
1: I don't like the rest of it, but <laughs> I like the references.
0: Yes. All right. Uh, and I forgot Wallace Sean was in the movie.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I did forget here. about that. <laughs> He's the butler, isn't he? Not like the main butler, but he's, he's one yeah. of the butlers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The main butler's the the bad dude. Yeah. Spoiler alert.
1: <laughs> Wallace Shawn gets the classic <laughs> uh, classic line. There's always my way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which I love Wallace Shawn, but it's a little disappointing <laughs> that that uh, it was said that way and not in like a creepy. It's true. Way. I love Wallace Shawn. For what
1: it was, it was great.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, and I believe that's, that's it. You don't have anything else for Small World? I don't think so. Ooh, I will say to people listening, if you haven't done this, if you find that the, the fireworks are too crowded uh, in front of the Ooh. castle, head Didn't over to, to Small World. Or even Tom Sawyer Island, but Small World projects stuff on the facade of Small World. So instead of on the castle, it's going to be on here. So you kind of you get do that get experience. Some projection at
1: Tom Sawyer.
0: Yeah, uh, on the the water screens. Yeah, um, and then you still can see the fireworks, and uh, it's a little less crowded back there because yes, most people want to watch fireworks at the castle. But uh, if you don't want to be in that crowd. I say head on over to, to Small World.
1: The best thing to do is get your show pass for the first showing of Fantasmic because mm-hmm. that's yeah. usually before the fireworks <laughs> and it usually goes from Fantasmic straight into the fireworks. So you Just don't even stay have there. to move. Just stay there. It's a good
0: idea. Never done that before.
1: Oh, it's a great, great way to do it.
0: Yeah. So uh, some pro tips from the pros. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it. I don't know how long this episode's going because I have no visual on that, but hopefully we didn't take you too long or too short. Doesn't
1: look like it.
0: You see the time. I think we're longer
1: than last week. Well, I I see the time that it is. How long was the episode
0: last week? (laughs) I edited it.
1: Just under 40 minutes. Okay.
0: That's not bad. And I feel like
1: we're about 45 right now. Sweet. Maybe. Awesome. Not bad. It's a guesstimation. All right. Well,
0: thanks guys for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. We always enjoy doing the episodes for you guys. Um, If you don't enjoy it, let us know what you didn't enjoy and what we could do to improve the experience for you by reaching out to us, uh, social media, uh, email. And of course our phone number, 801-923-2455. Um, Again, if you like the episode, please share it with those that might also enjoy it. Same with the whole podcast. And if you haven't, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast on the following platforms.
1: That would be Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn, and Google Play.
0: And then we want to thank Bryce Gardner for the theme song. He does music under the name of Delta Theory. So go check him out on most music streaming platforms. And that's it. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. On Word on the Main Street. Please join us every week, every Wednesday, to hear the new Word on the Main Street. Bye bye. Goodbye. (laughs)